Hey everyone, it's Ben from Edge of Wonder. Maybe you've seen that the Mandela effects are entering the mainstream. More and more people are not only talking about the phenomena, but also wondering what in the world is going on? Did we shift to a new timeline? Is someone rewriting our history? Is CERN creating alternate realities? Or has AI already taken over? Well, join me on this Edge of Wonder Live to explore whether the Mandela effect goes all the way back to ancient Egypt and how much has changed about the past. And don't miss tonight's live Q&A followed by a group meditation and prayer that I'll be hosting at the end of the show because we all know there's a lot of crazy stuff happening in our world, so we could probably use that. So with that, I'll see you out on the edge. Hey everyone, hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. Rob is actually on vacation, probably the first time he's been on vacation. I don't think either of us have actually been on vacation, actual vacation since we started Edge of Wonder. So he wanted to take some time. I will probably take some time in the, in the future as well at some point. I mean, we, we sometimes travel to events, but that's not really, I mean, we do some things when we're traveling like that, but it, it's still not really an actual vacation and neither one of us ever took one. So we'll see how that I goes. I told him but, to throw his phone off the edge of wherever he can find <laughs> and not answer any messages from work, but uh, there's already been a few. Yeah, I'm sure there is. So yeah. And if you're listening to our Edge of Wonder podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review so we can keep making these awesome shows for you guys. So um, I know a lot of you guys really like the Mandela effect or Mandela effect as Rob and we're calling them now. Um, so I thought I would kind of get into some of these because I found some new stuff, found some stuff we haven't talked about before. And honestly, there seems to be like more and more coming out all the time and i'm starting to see them all over on social media now like just people are just talking about it things are going viral so um i probably will start doing more of this stuff too just because i mean for me this is one of my favorite topics because i i think for me this really truly showed me that something really tangible and real is happening in our world that we actually can't explain um, it's not, you know, of course, mainstream media and a lot of sources will say, oh, everyone's just misremembering things. But when you have over a million people misremembering one thing, for like, for example, Sinbad making not making Shazam. And that's weird. <laughs> that's not misremembering something. We all remember, oh, many of us remember this movie. And, and sometimes if you just say to people, Sinbad, a genie, and they'll just say Shazam right away. And this, by the way, is fake, unfortunately. Somebody made this as a joke. Um, to but it's what they remember, interestingly. But it is what they remember. They were actually trying to make this from what people remember. And I definitely remember Sinbad making this. And that's like what Rob and I were talking about this. Like, this is so weird because this would change the whole direction of Sinbad's life two years or probably just a year making the movie or so, um, you know, he didn't make this movie and how it even affected people. So that's, what's so strange about these things. Um, so, so here's one. I actually found this today. Never seen this before in my entire life. Payless shoes. 
Um, I guess their original name in the 90s, at least, was Payless Shoes Source. I have no memory of this. I don't know if you guys do or not. These are all the stores like, um, and it just went to pay less shoes. And I guess eventually just pay less, but I do not remember pay less shoe source. Like that's just like, why would you even have a store uh, called like this? But Dom's, Dom's in our chat and he's working with us and he says he does remember um, Payless shoe source. I have no memory of this whatsoever. It so, seems like an un unfortunately long name for a company to have to put on every single storefront. I'm like, what would you say? Like, hey, let's go to Payless shoe source. So it's like doesn't even flow off the tongue because it's like too many S's in there. Someone got the bright idea eventually. Like, let's just call it Payless. But e even that one in the middle, Lindsay, that you're showing with the red sign that you know eventually that they kind of like rebranded uh, no not that one the one on oh, the top one. middle that one you know with the it, and it still says shoe shoe source so i don't know it's so weird i definitely don't remember this anyway Maybe it was just a poor branding choice and then they moved to making the smaller font and then they disregarded it it's possible but mm. I want to say I do remember the yellow and the orange, but I'm not sure that I looked so much at these signs. I do remember. I do remember that. I mean, I used to work in the mall in the 90s, so I it was like later in the 90s. But I, I do remember, you know, pay less and pay less shoes. But I don't know. I just don't remember source. And it's just kind of weird. It's like Skechers, too. Skechers is also weirding me out because I, I remember the T in there. And now there's not a T. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. That one's also weird. But okay, the other one I learned today, and what? <laughs> okay, let me just say it this way: What is a diary of a young girl? <laughs> the official title. Um, now, Lindsay, you remember it this way, right? Diary of a young girl. Well, I grew up Jewish, so I've been to a lot of Holocaust museums. I've been to temples. I've seen this book many times. So I've definitely seen the title, The Diary of a Young Girl. That doesn't seem weird to me. But if it is a Mandela effect, it's possible that because I've seen it so much, I just didn't notice the change because I wasn't, it happened early on or something. I'm not sure. But I do for sure know I've seen The Diary of a Young Girl. So the official title for Diary of Anne Frank is Diary of a Young Girl. And actually, if you want to show some of these other images... So for those of you, this one to me is pretty mind-blowing because we all call it the Diary of Anne Frank. And it's not. It's actually the Diary of a Young Girl by Anne Frank. <laughs> so this is the, this is this the, is the one that I right remember here that really weirds me out. Because <laughs> like, why? Why? That's so generic. The Diary of a Young Girl. That was like... That's the most generic title anyone. I mean, anything is better, you know, diary of a, of a, of a young Holocaust survivor is like better or you know, I guess she's, she didn't survive, but a young, I don't know. No, but Holocaust diary victim. 
Yeah, of a victim. Yeah, I mean, anything. This is just so strange. Anne Frank, The Diary of a Young Girl. This maroon one we were just showing is the one that I remember the most. This one's everywhere. Yeah, I just remember this. Like, I my, in my memory of this just says The Diary of Anne Frank, not Diary of a Young Girl. So, I don't know. This is really weird. And I'm kind of looking in the chat right now to see what people are saying and um yeah most uh, a lot of like well it's kind of half and half right now so i think it depends on again you know and if you grew up jewish like Lindsay, you did so you kind of remember that but um i don't know this th i saw this one today and i, I just kind of blew my mind and and this this guy was doing a reaction video and and he's just like okay i i'm starting to believe in this mandela effect after this specific one with Anne Frank, because yeah, everyone calls it the diary of Anne Frank. So that is weird. And, and also there's a big mix with the, this, the shoe source one too. So I can't even say that. Right. But anyway, um, all right. Uh, I, we got, we got some really big ones. We're going to get into, um, the statue of Liberty here and also Egypt, but before we do, um, yeah, actually, Lindsay, you can play this. I, I think we're just going to show just this one line. So we're just going to only show like, um, like just, just a few seconds. So this is, um, I love rock and roll by Joan Jett. And the question is, does she say, I saw him dancing there by the record machine? Or does she say, I saw, I saw him standing there by the record machine so um all right let's play this and then i'll tell you what i thought okay great i remember there? standing there i don't know i i i and like when i it was like what I when I saw this, it just said, "What was the first line?" And I love rock and roll, and I didn't look at anything, and I was just singing it in my mind, and I said, "Standing in my mind," and it's dancing. I don't know. I'm kind of weird. Standing makes a lot more sense because if he was going to dance, he'd probably walk away from the record machine. Yeah. Or but when I try to sing it in my head, I hear both. Yeah, because like I, I mean. When I was a kid, I, I would like visualize this guy standing over there. And that's why right. she's walking over there because she's like, I saw him standing over there. And it's like, I want to go talk to him, you know, and then right. instead of he's dancing, then you're just like, oh, OK, this guy's dancing. I don't know. It's just weird. So, yeah, everyone else says standing as well. So this is another really weird one for me. Um, this is up there with Jewel, who will save your souls instead of who or save your soul. That, that one is also really weirding, weirded me out a lot. <sighs> Some of these Mandela effects, it's, yeah, I don't know. I know I was talking to my brother today. We were talking about it too. And um, just, yeah, because him and I don't always agree with Mandela effects. And um, there was one that, that he pointed out today to me after I guess I called him up about the Anne Frank one. And um, I want to talk about it on Friday because it will give me one to talk about on Friday. And, and it's pretty mind blowing as well. So we'll save that one for Friday. 
Um, all right. There's a lot to talk about with the Statue of Liberty. And Rob and I have kind of covered this a little bit here and there, but we haven't really covered the all like all of everything in the history of the Statue of Liberty. So we'll kind of get into this. What brought this on today? This is so bizarre. I, I don't even know how this could have happened, but ABC aired footage. New York City footage of the Statue of Liberty, but they have the twin towers. Like, scroll down a little bit, Lindsay, so we can see this image here. Because, right, yeah. So, during like their uh, Knicks versus Heat game just a couple days ago, they showed this between the between the game and the commercial aspect because they were saying, you know, Meta is sponsoring this, but yet they have the twin towers in the background we can play this this halftime report is presented by metaquest wish for the extraordinary <laughs> it's it's so strange when i actually saw this on um when i saw this on twitter i i thought it was like a joke or uh, i was like no nah, maybe somebody just recreated this or something and it turns out it's a hundred percent true that ABC did air this and they actually issued an apology. But I don't even understand how anyone could even get this. Like, I mean, granted, they're probably going through their old stock footage, you know, that ABC has, it's, you know, someone, whoever was creating this, they're probably like, oh, hey, here, here's all the stock footage. Just find something that you, that you want to use. But it's just super weird that they're using footage from over 23 years ago, <laughs> roughly 23 years ago, that wouldn't be in HD for one thing. So, I mean, it's like why they couldn't just use, I mean, I'm sure they have like so many shots of the Statue of Liberty in New York City. And it's just such a strange angle too. And on top of the MetaQuest over the Statue of Liberty, you have all the space on the right, which is not being utilized at all. And instead, they just put the box right over the Statue of Liberty and did this weird warping effect. And then it's like purposely leaving this, the, the Twin Towers there. So I don't know if there's a deeper reason for this or what. I mean, obviously, they're, you know, I'm not trying to say that this was taken recently or something like that. I'm not trying to say that. But it made me start thinking about the Statue of Liberty and I thought, oh, wow, yeah, okay, there is a lot of weird things with the Statue of Liberty. And honestly, it's like more and more Mandela effects keep coming out about the Statue of Liberty. So here's some interesting facts uh, related to the Statue of Liberty. Now, the one big question for the Mandela effect is where is the Statue of Liberty? Is it on Ellis Island or is it on Liberty Island? Also, is the statue or is that island uh, part of New York, part of New York, or is it part of New Jersey? That's the other question. And where does the statue face? What like what angle and what's in front of it? So these are all questions that that have changed, it <laughs> seems like, throughout the years. So um, many people remember the statue being on Ellis Island. Um, 
but it's actually on Liberty Island. And I re I always thought the, the, the even when I was living in New York City, I always thought that it was on Ellis Island. And I realized I was wrong um, after we started Edge of Wonder. And I, I, I thought I never even heard of Liberty Island. And by the way, Liberty Island was even renamed in the 50s. It was originally called Bedloe's Island, which, again, never even heard of either. So um, this is Liberty Island here. And, and actually, Lindsay, hold that, hold that for a second, because this is really important. This angle is extremely important because we're going to, I'm going to show you some photos or drawings. They're more like drawings um, from back in the day, back in the 1900s that shows this exact angle and how the background is totally different. So right now, um, this is New Jersey in the background of, uh, of the Statue of Liberty. So when you're looking directly front, directly in front of the Statue of Liberty, you're seeing New Jersey. Not only that, but the statue is directly facing Brooklyn. <laughs> so, so not the open harbor where everyone thinks it, it's showing. It's actually facing um, Brooklyn. Here's some other really fascinating facts that might actually blow your mind. Um, the Germans bombed the Statue of Liberty in World War I, which we will get into, and, and I'll explain all of that. It caused over $100,000 worth of damage to the statue. And from that moment on, it has you, the, the torch was damaged. And from that moment on, in like 1917 or whatever, when that actually happened, um, no one has allowed been no one has allowed to be on the torch ever since then. So the other, so yeah, this is weird because we see a lot of drawings of the Statue of Liberty facing us, but that's not exactly accurate. Um, you know, with New York in the background, the only way you're going to see the Statue of Liberty with the facing side is, is New Jersey behind the statue. And Liberty Island is actually a part of New Jersey, not New York City or New York. So the statue is not actually part of New York. It's in the border where, where like the, the line is drawn. So this, this actually shows New York. And honestly, I'm not even really sure how you can even take this. So this is one of the Mandela effects here, supposedly, um, from this angle. But... Um, and the torch thing is a, is a Mandela effect, right, Ben? Yes, the torch is. Like, the torch has changed because after it was damaged, they had to completely re re replace the torch. And so this is this article. There was an article that Lindsay showed on history.com and it said today that the Black Tom site is part of New Jersey's Liberty State Park. Nearby at the Statue of Liberty, a legacy of the disaster remains. Due to the damage the statue sustained on July 30th, 1916, its torch has been closed to the public for over the last century. 
I know multiple people who have been into the torch. They remember that they went there as a kid or they remember going to the Statue of Liberty and there being yep. a sign that the torch was closed for maintenance, but it was usable. Yeah, that's I went in 2008 with my family and that's what we were told. We wanted to go up in the statue and they said it was being remodeled. It was like uh, under maintenance, remodeling something and we couldn't go in. And that's what I saw a lot of people post on uh, a lot of like forms. Now, when Rob and I did our Mandela effect video on this topic, we actually showed, um, I went through and found a bunch of old TripAdvisor posts from the early 2000s of people talking about how they went to the, to the torch. But it, it's pretty, it's impossible. It's been shut down ever since then. Um, all right. There's a whole bunch of other stuff we're going to get into with this, including um, the res re the residue effects of where the statue is, like on Ellis Island or Liberty Island. And there's actually proof that books published talking about being it being on Ellis Island. And these are textbooks in schools. So we're going to show a trailer right now. And when we get back, we'll get into that. Hi everyone, I'm Rob and this is Ben from Edge of Wonder. You might recognize us from YouTube where we had a popular channel from 2018 to 2020 with videos on space, spirituality, the human body, and forbidden history. Our content covered anything cool that we found information on, which the mainstream either couldn't or wouldn't talk about. Our channel had over 500,000 subscribers and we had more than 45 million views. But then we were censored and demonetized without warning for daring to look deeper into topics and bring you the truth. But we refuse to be stopped. Now we're excited that Edge of Wonder is going live twice a week with deep dives, interviews, Q and A's, and more of the content you love. And that's not all. We've been getting lots of requests for our timeless episodes on topics like the Mandela effect, transhumanism, communism, and more. We're happy to say we've got them all, as well as new series every month on our own platform, rise.tv. And don't forget my favorites like The Power of the Mind, Near-Death Experiences, Ancient Civilizations, and the list keeps getting longer. To watch it all, subscribe to Rise.TV, where you'll get our full, original, uncensored catalog of exclusive content. And you won't want to miss our hilarious live chats with our awesome Rise community. It's like we're all one big family over there with lots of hope and humor. And until next time, we'll see you out on the edge of wonder. All right, you guys, so you can find that whole series on Rise.TV along with all of our series on Rise TV. I don't even know how many series Rob and I have done, maybe like 100 episodes at least. Well, 100 different series. <laughs> I don't know. We have so many, so many videos. And of course, that's a really well produced show that we publish on Rise.TV. Um, so you can find all of our work there. Of course, we're using Rumble to promote it and we go live on Rumble. So um, if you're joining us on Rumble, please subscribe to our Rumble channel. And um, if you have it in your heart to support us over on Rise TV, please do so. Uh, we have so much content over there and other content creators making more content. So there is plenty of things to watch that will keep you busy for the next year. So. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've heard of the Mandela effect before, it might be because of Ben and Rob, because they 
hit their series right when the phenomena was starting to be known. And it was seen by millions of people. I mean, your videos were the ones spreading the news around, I think. So uh, check out more of them on Rise TV. Yeah, we were really, really trying here. So, okay. So, um, all right. So where were we? We're, oh yeah. So these textbooks. Okay. So I found a book called Safe Schools Crisis Prevention and, and Response. Um, this is on the archive.org. Uh, they have all of these books pretty much that you can, you can um, digitally, it's like a library, digital library of like almost any book that has been published. This came out in around like 2001. And this is specifically for schools. And what this says in here, um, part of this says, our country was built on immigration. We still welcome people from all over the world as they search for the land that will provide them with the freedom and opportunities. The Statue of Liberty, which stands on Ellis Island, just minutes from our school, has an inscription below that reads blah, blah, blah. You know, but yeah, that's, of course, what it what it says on the base. So like, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, temptest toss to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. That's what it reads on the Statue of Liberty. Now, so this is really strange because this says Ellis Island, but this is not the only book. There is actually a textbook that was used in school by somebody named Holt, and it's titled Writing, Listening, and Speaking with Answer Key. And um, this is literally a textbook used in, um, I think it was like a middle school. And again, this is also from around the early 2000s. And it says a huge bronze statue of the ancient Greek god Helios that stood in the harbor of the Greek city of Rhodes from 208, I'm sorry, 280 to 225 BC. Lazarus compares the Colossus statue to the Statue of Liberty which was given to the United States by France in 1886 and stands on Ellis Island, a main port of entry to the United States until 1954. What's okay. There's two things wrong with that. One, it's not on Ellis Island. As we confirmed, it's on Liberty Island. And two, France actually never donated the statue to the United States. That was a new one for me. And if you think I'm making that up, <laughs> I am Googling not that right now. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's um, crazy. Yeah. The artist, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I should, what's his name? The artist who made the statue. Um, um, I'd have to look that up. Oh gosh. It, it just slipped my mind. I should know that. But anyway, um, so what happened was he was short on money and originally the statue was going to go to the, um, the uh, Suez Canal in Egypt. Um, there it is. Yeah. Frederick. Austin. Yeah, man, I couldn't remember his last name for the life of me. But anyway, um, so then they decided to bring it over to the United States. But France never commissioned it, never even gave money for it. It was actually an American who owned a press company that put up the rest of the money for it to be sent over here and they were going to put it in Boston. But then the people or Philadelphia, it was either going to be Philadelphia or Boston and the people of New York um, 
were like, no, we want it in New York. And they decided that was probably be the best place for it. And that's where it came. So it was not a gift from France. Do they still just give credit to France? I find I found this on the Obama White House archive. They give credit to France, but it's a gift from the people of France. It's not even from the people of France. It's one person. <laughs> and by the way, who didn't have enough money, France refused to give him the money for it. And it was American. And so reality, I don't even know if that statement is, is accurate anymore. And if you don't believe me, just look up, look it up. And it will, there's many things that will tell you. Uh, I thought I had the article in here. So Lindsay, you can, you look up, um, uh, you can say something about um, interesting facts about the Statue of Liberty. Like, fr anyway, number one is fr it was never donated as a gift from France. So that was a new one for me, actually. And the Germans that bombed us during World War One. I. I never in my entire school year, never once do I remember that the Germans bombed us during world war one on american soil like i just i just don't even remember that and uh there's a art, another article here it said the explosion shattered windows all across lower manhattan and jersey city and peppered the statue of liberty with shrapnel three men and an infant were killed by the sheer explosive energy with over a hundred people wounded have no memory of that whatsoever of uh being taught that in school the crater left by the blast measured 175 feet by 375 feet. Total damage was calculated at $45 million, which in today's terms would be over a trillion dollars, with damage to Lady Liberty costing over 100000 In today's terms, that would be over $2 million. It was one of the largest non-nuclear explosions in history that none of us ever know about. I just added that ending because I don't know anything about this until I started learning about the Mandela effect. Like nothing. Because I mean, I remember in school learning about the Statue of Liberty and everything else. And I clearly remember seeing people in the torch uh, and photos in my history books in school. And I remember because I've never been to New York City and I was like, you know, one of these days I want to go to this to the torch in New York City. And I, that was like on my to do list. And, and you know, after I saw that as a kid, I was like, that's one of the things I wanted to do. I got to New York City and then try to go over to the Statue of Liberty. And I did. But the whole thing was shut down and they're like, oh, yeah, the, the, the torch and everything is under maintenance and no one can go in it to it right now. And I was like, oh, man. So. Super weird, really strange. Um, yeah, there's a um, so I have so I have a couple more images here, some drawings and stuff. But um, there is one there's so there is a photo on Getty Images that's from. Uh, I'm trying to find out what date this is when this is taken. 1941 this is taken and it looks like they allowed a photographer to go up in the torch and take a photo this is the only photo that i can actually find of anyone in a torch you can't even find photos online of people in the torch you're not going to find it no matter how hard you look you will not find photos of people in the torch 
And I, I, I challenge anyone to try to find a photo of that because it has been shut down ever since the, the Germans bombed it. And I, I made a comment in the chat and I was even seeing posts and reviews from like the 2000s and people talking about this, how they, um, they had a photo of themselves in the torch. But when they look back at the photo now, it's in the crown, not the torch. So <laughs> that one, that one was really, really weird to me. So this shows the damage of supposedly the blast that, that ruined the torch from the Germans and the torch has changed for me at least um, because the renovations, they, they, the, the original torch is actually taken out and um, uh, it's on display somewhere else near the Statue of Liberty because they had to replace it. So Yeah, very strange, right? <laughs> Super crazy. And um, yeah. I think that's what makes the Mandela effect kind of fun is because you just said, if you don't believe me, look it up. Actually, that's super fun. I definitely want to prove myself yeah. right and you wrong. And then I look it up and it's not true. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah, you're not going to find a photo of anyone in the torch for sure. I, I've scoured the internet looking for it for, for days on end in the past. And I, I and everyone's like, wait, I remember seeing photos in the people on the torch. I remember seeing photos of people on the torch too. And I'm telling you, you're not going to find it anymore. Uh, I can't find a single one. And I mean, we could go on. Okay, Lindsay, let's just, because people, there's some people in the chat that don't believe me. Let's go on Google right now and type in, photos of people in the torch of the Statue of Liberty or just type type in Statue of Liberty torch photos. All you're going to see is the actual torch of photos. No people at all. Or you're going to see people working on it. Or you're going to find really, really old photos prior to World War One. but you're not going to find a single photo of tourists on the torch of any time recently. This looks like the one you were talking about that they put. Um, on yes. Display. Yeah. There there's one on display that one that was damaged. I'm of not course, seeing any recent photos of that. Yeah. Just old ones. Yeah. Of course you're going to find tons of people on the um, actual crown but we're talking about the torch here and there's not a single photo you're going to find. Right, believe me, I looked everywhere for these things and so have other people. Many people have looked for it. And if you notice that torch, the drawing of the torch is very different. That's the original one that, that I remember. So, um, and this is construction. Yeah. Yep. But prove us wrong. Send us some of your photos. We'd love to be proven wrong. Yeah. And I, I remember, well, I mean, there's been times we covered this and people in the chat were like, I went to the torch and I'm like, yeah, see if you have any photos of it. Because <laughs> most likely they've changed. Um, the other thing that's really weird before we move on to the Egyptian stuff 
is um, comparing photos. So I actually, yeah, this is the Google Maps. So there's a there's some forms and, you know, people are posting stuff on Facebook and I did find some stuff and people are saying they're on Ellis Island. They're like, hey, I'm at the Statue of Liberty on Ellis Island. Like people are literally posting that in these old photos. The problem is you don't see the Statue of Liberty in those photos. So you one could easily say, OK, well, maybe they're they just like, you know, are posting it wrong or they're in that area and they're just like, hey, I'm at the Statue of Liberty. I'm also on Liberty or Ellis Island which could be the case in some instances. Um, but there's one photo that I found, uh, and this is another one where this woman was saying that she was at Statue of Liberty on Ellis Island. And yeah, can you show this, Lindsay? I'm, yeah, I know it's like, it's just in our dock. It's just this photo. Okay, cool. So this, this is it here. Now, what's interesting is that this is, this is on Ellis Island. Uh, I'm going to show you a Google Maps aspect of this. Now, um, the city is a lot closer in the background to, and th this is the main point that a lot of people are making. It, it, it's like the, the Ellis Island has, it's almost have shifted. Now, I went on Google Map, and can you click that link comparing photos of the, the Google one here, Lindsay? This is Google Maps of that exact point that I found. And you can, can you scroll over a little bit to the left there? So no, other way there. So that photo with the woman, the city is a lot closer to her. And she's standing in that exact point. Now, granted, there could be camera angles involved. You know, on Google, they're usually using a wider lens, which makes things a lot more further away, which is a very, you know, solid point. However, um, it looks like this photo of the woman was taken in the early 2000s. Maybe it's like one of the first digital cameras. It didn't really have a lot of like zoom capabilities or anything, probably a very simple, basic camera. So, um, you know, and this is this has been a big question that a lot of people are asking. Did the statue change places? Now, it's not looking out of the harbor. It's staring again at Brooklyn. And um, you can see that on Google Maps. So you remember we were showing that one photo um, with um, whatchamacallit in the background, uh, New Jersey. So um, yeah, this is, this is like these drawings and uh, you're not really going to quite see this because from this angle, because um, even though, okay, you're, you're seeing it here, but it, it's still not perfectly straight for one. And so this is also completely backwards here too, <laughs> but it is facing Brooklyn um, a little bit more in this image. So the statue is facing Brooklyn, which is really strange that that's been one of the weirdest things that I've been finding. And you can type that in too. Like, why is the statue facing Brooklyn? Everyone thought it would be facing the open Arbor and it is not. So yeah. Very strange things, all with the Statue of Liberty. So, okay, we're uh, we're gonna take another. Um, so there it is, right there, and that is Brooklyn in on the right over there. So, yeah. Anyway, okay, we're gonna take a break and um, show another trailer, and we get back. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about Egypt and 
I don't know. I don't know if this is a Mandela effect with Egypt or if, or if, if it's just something that's not really talked about very much. But supposedly there's a new god in the Egyptian mythology and I never heard of it. So see if you guys have. Hidden beneath the Sphinx, there are whispers of a secret tucked away in Antarctica, far from the modern world, are ancient monuments and classified military operations. Pyramids found all around the globe may be covering up more than the ancient civilization of Egypt. But go back, back all the way to Atlantis. What if we uncovered the truth about ancient Atlantis, Antarctica, and Egypt, and how their secrets may change everything we think we know about history? Advanced technology, psychic predictions come true, a Nazi search, and pyramids. Hollow Earth, warm oases, secret military operations, and pyramids, sacred geometry, the Sphinx's hidden treasure, elongated skulls, and the most famous pyramids of all. What do the secrets of our past mean for humanity today? Find out in Edge of Wonders series ancient civilizations. All right. So um, again, that is our series on Egypt. We have a whole thing about ancient civilization, lost city of Atlantis, all the stuff on rise.tv. And those are our produce shows that we write and do really nice video editing for um, so that whole series is just phenomenal and, uh, we got a lot of good feedback on that one. Actually, all of our series, we get a lot of good feedback. So thanks you guys. So, um, I have been covering Egypt a lot and, and, uh, a lot of the Mandela effects, uh, recently, um, for Fridays. So I found some new stuff, um, or at least some stuff that I don't know quite as, I didn't know quite as well, or didn't know that was there, I should say. Um, one of the more shocking things, I think I, 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 I remember the pyramids being further away from Cairo from where they are now. And I thought maybe I could have just been misremembering things. And there was a guy, I found a form from a guy who went to Egypt in the two thousands and he was talking about how, um, he, re, he, re, he remembers that the pyramids were one further away from Cairo because he says they had to walk quite a distance. Now it's like, you don't have to walk that far of a distance. Um, he says he remembers that the great pyramid was far bigger. Now the pyramid of Khafu is bigger. That's the one in the middle, but the one on the end, the great pyramid is technically taller. It's just the base is underground. And so it looks shorter. That's what I don't remember. To me, that's the Mandela effect. I always remember the pyramid in the middle being the Great Pyramid, and it's not the Great Pyramid anymore. Um, 
he he said he also remembered that there wasn't any other pyramids like the three smaller ones now they're the three smaller ones i always thought those were kind of always there but i'm you know again it's, this is just all this stuff is so crazy um and he he does believe that the pyramids the alignment is different but it they still now they and they don't match with orion's belt so that's what i remember growing up re remembering learning that the pyramids lined up with the Orion's belt, but now they don't line up with Orion's belt. So therefore it was like, Oh, they don't, they don't actually, you know, blah, blah, blah. They don't line up. However, that's what Graham Hancock really explored on, on his show, the ancient apocalypse where he, he thought, okay, well, let's go back to see when they did line up with Orion's belt. And actually what he found was that they, um, they did align 10,450 BC. That's when they did align. So over like what, 12,000 years ago or so. Um, and, and Lindsay, can you click on this stillness of this, this um, Justin Deschamps? He has a pretty cool photo here. Yeah, that one right there. Justin Deschamps has stillness in the storm. And uh, there's a photo. So this, so this is a composition of Orion. Orion's belt over the, um, the, the pyramid. So this is what it would look like over 10,000 years ago, or I'm sorry, 12,000 years ago and be 10,000 BC. So they do line up when you go back in time. So that's a very interesting point. So now they've shifted over. Um, the other really, I, I learned some facts that I didn't, I, I'm sure we have this in our episode, you know, it's like, we do so many episodes. You kind of forget sometimes what you talk about, but if you take the height of the great pyramid and multiply it by 43,200, you get the polar radius of earth. If you take the base perimeter of the pyramid and multiply it by 43,200, you get the, um, circumference of the earth, like equilateral, like the whole circumference of the earth so that's pretty fascinating so in other words they knew exactly how big earth was when they created these and they aligned it perfectly with orion so this is this is just a really awesome part of this um okay here comes the part where i had no idea uh there is a god um kahepri i think his name is it's K-H-E-P-R-I, Kehepri, and he's the god of rebirth and sunrise. Kehepri often represented as a um, scar scarab or a scarab-headed man holding aloft the morning sun. Now, I've never encountered this Egyptian god in my entire life. It literally is just a scarab over his head or I should say in replace of its head. Lindsay, have you ever came across this? No. And I know that there was scarab, I don't know, worship yes. reverence in Egypt, but I've never seen this. This looks like somebody took a picture on the side of the pyramid and like spray painted something to be funny. This that's what I, like a real, a that's real what I seriously God. thought as well. And I looked into this because I even looked into this in the past because I was always wondering why the scarabs were so like sacred to the Egyptian cultures. And it was something about what the beetle represented for them. But I, I don't remember coming across this scarab God. I have that, not either. 
yeah, that this is all new for me. And um, this That's is a, gross. There's a bug yeah. on the face of a person whose body is a human. That's gross. Yeah, I know. It makes me like really start thinking about different kind of insect beings <laughs> like the mantids people talk about the ant people and all these things is like wow I, I don't i don't even know what to say i mean um you know it, it's it's like we know there's so many of them and and like dude i've been to so many times i've been to um in new york city the uh, the metropolitan museum of art and they do have the statues of, you know, the cat head, the dog head, um, the bird and all the other deities. And I, I never remember, I don't remember ever seeing this one and specifically. So this one is really weird to me. And I just wanted to see <laughs> photos by Pony Feathers. So that one's going to bug me. That one is bugging me too. So I feel like the creators of South Park got hold of a time machine but they were told they could only change one thing and they just tried to troll everybody in the future. That's what happened. That, I mean, that's. <laughs> Cause who's ever seen that? Why didn't we ever learn about that? I know. And it's something that they would totally do too. It's like, let's go in the past and just like spray paint this over. And so we'll go in the future and then it's like, Oh, there it is. But um, yeah, I, I, I seriously don't recall seeing this and there's a lot of information about it online. Um, somebody thinks that one of the mummy movies referenced the god Kepri. I don't remember that. I haven't seen any of those movies in so long that I, I honestly wouldn't yeah. remember. Um, and it's it's possible, but seriously, I I mean I don't. I I remember researching this after we did Edge of Wonder because I really wanted to know why the Egyptian culture was so obsessed with the beetle the, like the yeah the scarab beetle and um i just don't remember coming across this thing so very interesting so either it's a mandela effect or we're really poorly read <laughs> yeah i mean it's true you know there's a lot about egyptian culture the other weird thing is the sphinx itself and i think i i yeah so there is under the, the sphinx of the ear, uh, what is called a key or a keyhole. And this is something else I don't remember seeing. And supposedly this is holds the answer to a lot of things. So this is where the secret chamber is. Now, I know like Ro I think Robert Shock talked about this, but he talked about it. It was like hidden. This is like very obvious. You can see something is there. Some, some uh, almost looks like something you can press and it would open up. So supposedly under the Sphinx, there is um, very ancient tablets that explain a lot about uh, human history that have yet to be found. So, and supposedly this is, the key of how to get in there or where it's being held. But, um, and there's actual chambers. There's two chambers that they know of using, uh, I forget what they did. Some kind of, um, sorry, some kind of like all um, X-ray uh, machine aspect. When they looked at the Sphinx, there's two chambers inside that they, I, at least publicly, they haven't accessed. 
I thought there were chambers underneath the paws. Are there also chambers like behind its face? Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I don't know. Um, no, inside. It's, so underneath the paws is one and then uh, by its base is the other. And then also it looks like the, the Sphinx pyramid, or the Sphinx itself has shifted or it's, it's built differently from where a lot of people remember it. And the face has changed a little bit too. So, um, cause it definitely, and it, and also it's older than the pyramids itself. That that's, I mean, that at least that's like, according to like Robert Schrock and a lot of shock and a lot of these other people, like the, the, the Sphinx came first then the pyramids were built, um, from their understanding. So very fascinating with all this stuff. And then, um, then it gets into King Tut's mask, which we have, we've talked about before, but I wanted to try to find some examples and, you know, these, these examples we're going to show are kind of like drawings because that that's all there is now. But, you know, I, I, and it's funny because I was asking a lot of people recently, like personal friends that I've met, like, what do you remember being on King Tut's mask? And I was showing people this and they're like, what is that bird? And yeah. And so, you know, of course this is just a drawing, you know, a cartoon drawing, but why would it just have only the, the snake on it? And same thing with this one, you know, like someone obviously recreated these. Now, actually, this one, uh, this one isn't King Tut's. This is, um, it starts with a P. I can't think of his name. And so that one could be confused with, with it. And, and that one only has a snake. So some people are like, it looks oh, looks like it's got something here too. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, you're right. It does. Yeah. Okay. So. That one is, I guess that one is, man, King Tut's and the other one are very similar, but okay, this, yeah, that is King Tut's. I just don't remember there being anything except for a snake. Yep. I'm exactly the same way. And I, I didn't even know what the heck that bird, what that was. I was like, was that another snake, you know? And then, and of course, I mean, we've, we've already talked about this many times, but I wanted to show like, you know, some examples at least of drawings and people kind of recreating it that doesn't have it so other people are like oh i thought it was a, a lion and um it's not it's a bird or a vulture i don't even know i just know it wasn't there and it has confused a lot of people so um yeah all of this is very very strange and of course the pyramids like we have already kind of talked about that and how they've you know, even in the photos, they're different. Um, the Great Pyramid, which I always thought was the one in the middle, isn't the one in the middle, isn't the Great Pyramid anymore. So all these Mandela effects are so strange and weird. So <laughs> and of course, you know, I know there's a lot of skeptical people out there. And, um, you know, and then the other question is like, why and how is this all happening like what is really going on are people changing things in our timeline but you know cern and i i do think that cern is doing something you know we like cern is creating these micro black holes as they they literally call them that but they say you know they only last a fraction of a second but we have really no idea and they're also studying antimatter on the planet um they even have now they have a new machine so uh, CERN, the, had the Hadron Collider slams particles together at like um, speed of light. And then they're, they're looking at the what effect and what particles are came out of that. And, and they're trying to go as, as like 
microscopic as they can. And when they slam a particle together, it literally creates a black hole. Now it's microscopic, but it literally creates a black hole and it's like devouring other particles inside of that. And this is all happening in a fraction of a second and they're recording all of this. And then that's how they look at the data. But again, we don't really know what these micro black holes are doing and what effects this is really having. And now they have a new machine that actually, instead of speeding things up, it slows particles down. So imagine like slamming particles together almost in slow motion, which is actually on their site. I was just reading this today. They talk about that's creating the antimatter and that's what they're looking at. So there's all these crazy things that are going on. And I think the other thing is too, is that, you know, I, I think that these Mandela effects, as like Rob and I have talked about this a lot, but I do feel they didn't start until 2012. Something, some shift happened in 2012. And, and the question is what shift really happened? Is it a positive shift? Is it a negative shift? Or is it like more neutral? Um, and then it, I feel like it had a ripple effect throughout time. So as whatever happened in 2012 created this ripple effect, we are, I believe, shifting through different realities. And some people, if you're closer to one reality, it's like you remember things on that timeline and, and, and otherwise like you remember things on a different timeline. And I truly believe that we're kind of like shifting through these timelines. And I think that we, like if I were to predict anything, I believe that we're truly going to be seeing more and more of these Mandela effects get even more prominent and more obvious to the point where right now, even the mainstream media is like talking about this. Um, there's people writing for the mainstream media, like Buzzfeed had a whole article title, like something like this is going to blow your mind, you know, like these Mandela effects are crazy. Like what's really happening. And, um, of course, they're not really giving any answer, you know, to that. It's just like their conclusion is like, wow, we're all just remembering a whole bunch of stuff wrong, but why? And they don't really go into it. So I truly believe that we're going to see more of these things. And I, I think it, it has something to do with the cosmic events that are happening in our own cosmos. Maybe like other worlds are being destroyed and through that process, timelines of like it's affecting everything and i think that anything that happens in the greater cosmos no matter how far away if we see like a galaxy or or you know being kind of like destroyed or swallowed up by a black hole or something happening i think it actually does affect things in our reality as well so i think all of these things have a play um whether the the big question is are people going back in time um, which could actually happen. I think that there are people that are probably shifting through time, whether on purpose or an accident. Um, and, but I don't think that they're purposely going back to change anything, maybe to observe or potentially try to change something. But I don't think that you can change anything in the long run. Cause if you change something and you go forward in time, you may not be in your original timeline you know, that person, when they go back into the future, might be in a whole different reality. And, you know, I, I think at that point, things get complicated. And I think it's, it's hard to change things in the past. But, um, but I think that it's possible in some form of another, I know, as crazy as that sounds, there are books written by people that, that um, talk about how 
they've experienced time shifts. And, and we did a whole episode or in the early days of Edge of Wonder all about time shifts and weird time shifts that happen. And I even talked to people personally. I even know people that have experienced these kinds of time shifts. Uh, me personally, maybe not so much, at least not that I can remember. I've experienced a lot of crazy stuff, but I don't think I've encountered um, like a complete time shift per se. But, um, but I know people who have, and this could be one of the other um, things with the Mandela effect. And also maybe who knows, you know, maybe on a grander scale, um, there are timelines that are being destroyed and, and, you know, we're kind of being brought over and um, rescued almost from these timelines. So all of this is so crazy. It's definitely fun to talk about because I love talking about these kinds of things. <laughs> Anything with time. Time is definitely one of my favorite topics to talk about. But okay, speaking of time, we're actually running out of time. And so we're going to um, head over to rise.tv. And don't forget, I am going to do a meditation prayer. I'm going to host that over there. So I'll, first I'll do a uh, you know, sh shorter Q&A, a live Q&A with you guys when we get over to Rise TV. And then I'll do a um, meditation with you guys because I feel like it's very important. I know a lot of people have asked me about that and when I'm going to do one. So I thought this would be a good time to do it since there's so much crazy stuff happening in the world. And um, of course, you know, you can never have too much positive energy to send out. So we will do that. So, um, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to leave rumble, Facebook, Ganji world, uh, Twitter and everywhere else we're streaming and head over. So join us on rise.tv. If you haven't already, it's only nine 99 a month and please support our work. You'll get to ask us your questions when we do our Q and a, our, we have our weird top 10 weirder news on Friday that we cover. That's only on rise TV and so much content that you'll just have a never ending supply of content on our sites um, that will keep you busy forever. So please come over and join us. Um, also be sure to follow us on social media. So um, we're pretty much everywhere. Average Edge of Wonder, me, Ben Chastine, and Rob Counts, uh, Rob Countdown on social media. So, all right, Lindsay has it right there. So yes, so thank you for supporting us through all these years. We love you guys, and I'll see you over on Rise.TV. John, Nostradamus, Confucius, the Mayans, Aztec, and Hopi. What's something that the divine, enlightened, and ancient all have in common? What did they see and predict during their time here on Earth when they saw visions of the end of days? Were the pictures they were given simply glimpses of the future or warnings of impending doom? Well, since history does repeat itself, let's take a look today and let's find out what predictions, dreams, and visions have come true, especially ones made eons ago. And in these days, do we see moral lessons we all need to pay a little more attention to? Or will we just hastily shrug them off? As a few more amazing coincidences. Don't miss this exhilarating three-part series on Edge of Wonder. Prophecies and the End Times. 
Get your questions ready because it's time for our live Q&A session exclusively on Rise.tv. 